on today's show, Derek Lively is rising up draft boards right now, but is that a good or bad thing for the Dallas Mavericks? We'll talk about that and more draft takes on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Locked On Mavericks. NBA Believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Just search Locked On Mavericks where you get your podcast or on YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let us know in the comment section should the Mavericks still trade down in the draft even if it means Derek Lively won't be there anymore if you want to support the show text us get text alerts from us on Mavs rumors and things and then ask us questions uh subscribe to our subtext you it's literally just a text message back and forth between us click the link in the description below and joining me as always my co-host right here at Mavs.com the draft take tune the one more thinking what you got for me Isaac Harris <laughs> couldn't think of a word I didn't spend adequate time yesterday asking you about your frozen Frito take. Not at all. Not enough. I tried stopping you, but you just kept on going just like a freight train. <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't understand how you found it out that you like frozen barbecue twisty yeah. Fritos. Yeah, let me be clear. It's just the, the frozen barbecue. It's just the, the barbecue twists. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the twist ones. The regular Fritos, no. Like, it wouldn't do that. But, so, yeah, youth group camps. You've been on youth group camps. I've been on them where you're just, like, yeah. driving. You're on a road trip. And when you stop, there's, you know, there's always those chips. And you get them. And somebody started putting them in the freezer. And so, we all started doing it. And so, people, I mean, I don't eat them all the time. Or even, I can't even remember the last time I've done it. But people would do it in my youth group. And they really liked it. And it's something about it is It just makes them taste better. That's lockdown maps, guys. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I have nothing else to add. It's pretty odd. Did you see that there's a new Avatar movie? I'm so excited. I'm pumped. First live action one. Actually, second one. First one. Third one. I'm gonna let you die. I'm gonna let you die on that vine. Um, yeah, there's a new Avatar: The Last Airbender show that's coming to Netflix live action. The first time they've ever done live action. I've checked. I've done the research. They've never done a live action anything before. So wow. don't don't you don't even have to look that up. But yeah, I'm very excited about it. Isaac is is messing with me cuz he has never seen the show and doesn't know how good it is. It looks so good. And uh so on today's show, let's get into uh, we'll talk about some draft takes. Isaac is coming in hot. He's got some some draft takes and some thoughts about the draft, about how there's some movement in the draft, what it means for the Mavericks, but let's start here with a uh, a, a piping hot. From Mark Stein. Mark Stein's Substack is a must read. It's must subscribe. You have to go subscribe to it. He dropped, you know, he drops like he drops an article and it has like twenty five things, <laughs> twenty five things. And we're tell, we're gonna tell you one of them, but there's twenty five things in it. Just different thoughts and sources around the league and what's what's happening. It's just it's a must subscribe. He said multiple teams have shared in recent days that Duke's Derek Lively II has true. Tyson Chandler potential. Stop me if you've heard Whoa. that before. Uh, he said, quote, that helps explain why Lively more and more is being projected as a top 10 pick. Come at me, everybody that said that it was a reach when I took him in the the, grid and, or the uh, Grind City Media draft. 
at, with Atlanta known to be interested and known to be discussing trades with Dallas that would move the Hawks up from 15 to 10. So what are your thoughts on, first of all, Derek Lively moving up? Yeah, it, I mean, it makes total sense because I, I think especially once you get after, you know, those top nine players, uh, whoever is that, you know, I, we've heard, you know, Kul- Kula- Kulabali. Kulabali. We've heard it now. Yeah, we got it now. Uh, we've heard about him, you know, trying to move into that top 10. But it's like, was there, was there ever going to be somebody to kind of separate themselves or join that group of players to make it a top 10 or make it a top 11? Um, and it feels like Lively has done that because when you look at him and you're like, we've done a whole draft profile, you know, episode on him. So go back, listen to that show if you want to hear more about him, more in-depth stuff. But just real quick, I mean, he's 19, 7, 1, 7, 7 wingspan. He was, you know, there are a couple of these players that hit the number one ranked player in the ESPN class over a couple of years. You know, sometimes that changes. So a lot of these classes, unless there's a clear cut number one, you have a couple of guys who hit that top spot. Uh, we've talked about Jaden Hardy. He was like number two behind Chet in his class, yep. you know, in high school. You know, Lively hit number one in his class. He had, you know, offers from Duke, UNC, Kentucky. He obviously chose Duke. And the whole thing with him is he's super athletic. He's going to block shots. He's going to do his thing. Do you believe in the shot? That's that's the type of thing. And he has and that workout. Size. Yeah, and his size, you know, he has the workout with Clutch. Uh, super late that one night uh, during combine week, you know, Raphael was there. It sent everybody buzzing because he was just draining threes left and right. And everybody's like, whoa, is he stretch five? And the thing is, he didn't shoot a ton of threes in college, but I believe in his shot. Like his shot looks really, really good. So I get it. I get why teams are falling in love with him, you know, going and he's rising up the draft boards. He's just one that looks the part, right? Like he, he just looks like, oh, that's a seven footer with the shot, with the shot, like you said, that looks good in his workouts. They've been doing well. And that, that, um, that moment where Raphael was there afterwards, like nobody else was in the room except for like clutch people and clutch like clients and stuff like doing a workout. And so it's been multiple. It's not been just the one time he had like, a, he got really hot one afternoon in his workout and was like, you know, in front of all those people and hit a bunch of threes. He, he's done it other times. Uh, even though he only took what, like six threes, his whole Duke, career in 34 games and he only averaged five points uh five boards but like two and a half blocks and 20 minutes of play at duke a game and you're like wait why is this guy rising up he just he looks the part he's got all the tools he's got all the potential he was listed at 215 pounds at one point he's like 235 now uh and rising so you you can tell you can tell i think that's one of the biggest things from him when you watch high school tape compared to college and even now a little bit that he's just put on some weight and, you know, muscle and stuff. He's pretty lanky in, in high school to your three point, you know, point there. Carl Anthony Towns only hit two threes in college. Also played one year at Kentucky, uh, took less than 10 threes at Kentucky. So it, you say that to say it, it doesn't tell, tell all that just because he only took a handful of threes and only made two in college or three, whatever it was, it doesn't mean he can't shoot. I think he can shoot. I think he will at the next level. I think if you're Dallas and you're sitting there at 10, um, man, there, here, here's the case for it, I think. I think the biggest case for it, if if you're Dallas or if you take a seven-footer there, you know, it's not Victor, you take another seven-footer in the lottery. I think what you're what you're telling yourself, especially from Dallas' side, is 
Would you rather pay another big man in the league? If you're wanting to make an investment or have a better player there at your, at your five spot, would you rather pay another center in the league 20 million? Would you rather play, you know, or pay DeAndre Ayton $32 million? Or would you rather pay Derek Lively $5 million? In the case that everybody's looking for good wings and good initiators and creators on the wing, the the idea of having a solid a solid center at like five to six million dollars for the next at least four years, I think that part is pretty appealing cap wise. And it's your best. It's probably your best option to get a potentially like top ten center, right? Because you can try to go get Jared Jared Allen and you can try to go get Miles Turner, but that doesn't mean those teams are going to trade with you, right? And so this is a way that you could get that type of player that could get there and maybe in, you know, year one, year two or whatever. But so now if he's rising, is this good or bad for the Mavericks? That's the next question is, okay, one, it's good because that makes the, the 10th pick a little bit more valuable uh, as, as Stein and others have said that people are, are at, teams are asking about it and wanting to trade for it more. And so it's making it more valuable, but it's also making it harder for scenarios that we talked about a couple days ago where it's they trade down to 14, get Jonas Valanciunas, draft lively. Trade down to 15, get Clint Capella, get John Collins, draft lively. Like That doesn't seem like it's happening anymore. Is that a good or bad thing for the Mavericks? And uh, coming up, we'll talk about that and get into some more draft takes. But before we do, let me tell you about better help. Better help. Everybody's got stuff. I've got stuff. Isaac's got, st- he's got two kids. You, you, got, you better know Isaac got stuff to talk about and things that you need oh, yeah. to work through and get through and, uh, and talk about with somebody and somebody that doesn't, this is so important with therapy. It's somebody that doesn't have like either one, an invested interest in your life or two, like a role in your life. You want someone outside of the cast list of your life to talk to you about this stuff so that they don't have, you know, biases. They don't have uh, connections to where you can hurt their feelings or anything like that. Like that's the thing about therapy. And with BetterHelp, it takes it to the next level because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time, no charge. They they understand and accept that you're going to change therapists at some time. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of this show, part of the Raccoon Squad. If you listen every day, we appreciate each and every one of you. Let's get, all right, Isaac, let's get into uh, this Derek Lively talk. Is it good or bad for the Mavericks that, one, he is rising, which makes the 10th pick more valuable, but, two, he probably won't be there in some of their trade-down scenarios if they do end up trading down? It's bad for Dallas if Dallas was trying to do exactly that, of saying, all right, we like him but I think we can move back and still get him <laughs> mid first round. We like him, but do we like, like him or do we just like him? Do, we, um, do you like, like him? So, so it's bad in that context, but if, but if it's le- legitimately, Hey, this dude is cracking the top 10, then yeah, it, it's increasing the likelihood that you could trade back a few, you know, a handful of slots and get a nice return, get a couple picks back. You know, you look at like, you know, we've talked a little about Utah in the past. You look at a team like Utah sitting there at 16. They got two first-round picks there yeah. in, the, in the second half of the first round. They have guys like Colin Sexton and Kelly Olenek and whoever. So, like, you know, if they're calling Dallas saying, hey, we'll give you both the 16 and 28 and Kelly Olenek for Bertons and 10, like it's those type of deals that I could see Dallas, you know, looking at, thinking about. Um, some of you probably don't even like deals like that. Would you, but, would you do that deal? 
I would really think about it, yeah, because, um, yeah, I, I think I would. To you get yeah. you get like a a starting center, right? Question mark. He he started all his games for the Jazz last year, uh, and so like he he can play a four or five. He can start like he can shoot. The, he shoots the three really well. He's physical. Uh, so you get somebody. I don't know that that's the starting center that I'm super excited about, right? The, the one that yeah. comes in, you're like, all right, that's guaranteed the starting center. I'm not even sure if I go there. He probably is, but I'm not sure I even go there. But then if you get 16 and, and 28, who are you looking at if they if they do that trade and then get those those picks? Well, two guys I'm higher on, <laughs> shocker, uh, Omax. I, I love Olivier, uh, Olivier Maxens Prosper out of Marquette. That's like my guy. What's he do in, in, in like this draft? Oh, just the bigger wing. I mean, the dude, um, as the kids say, he's a dog. Like the dude is just going to, uh, hustle his butt off. I mean, dude played one scrimmage at the combine, put up like 21 and 11, then shut everything down. Um, super smart guy. Like all the interview stuff you read about teams just love him. Uh, dude just has an endless motor and you know, like a lot of these prospects it comes down to a shot. Uh, but yeah, I just love him. I love him. You know, I'm, I tend to lean towards, you know, the, the bigger wings that I think Dallas really needs, especially right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down for him in that range, the 15, 16 range. I think when it's all said and done, I think he's a top 20 pick. Also love Jordan Hawkins a lot too. So, um, the winner, I think he's the best shooter in the draft, by far the best movement shooter, even though Grady Dick can shoot off the move too. But uh, I like both of those guys. I think both of them would fit in Dallas if they move back into that 15, 16 range. Those are two dudes I'm shooting for. KOC on his latest mock has Kaysen Wallace at 16, and that would make me very excited. Whoa. Personally. personally. Yeah, Kaysen Wallace at 16 would be great too. That would be an, an incredible pick. If you go – Kaysen Wallace, and then another player that I brought up in, in tradeback scenarios is James Najee. He recently uh, measured mm. in at seven feet with a seven seven wingspan, and is like the he's he's built like actually I can't say he's built like Dwight Howard anymore because he's taller than Dwight than Dwight Howard is because he yeah. he was at like six nine six ten, but uh, he's just the rim roller. You know, projects as a really good defender, shot blocker. You know, can move really well, can switch out. He's going to take a little bit of time, but that's maybe a center that if you do get Kelly Olynyk, maybe you can develop a James Najee for a year or two and decide to then like see well, where he Luka goes. Well, Luca like him since he played at Barcelona. <laughs> They'll at least have good stuff to talk about there. But yeah, th- those are types of players you can look at with that kind of deal. So you're weighing this. Is it is it good that Derek Lively is moving up? Like, ah. I don't know. I, I I tend to think it's bad, actually. <laughs> but it does make the pick a little bit more valuable, which I guess is then good. Yeah, and I, I mean, I honestly, if Lively cracked the top 10 before Dallas, like, it wouldn't shock me either. I mean, I think it's kind of hard to see what Who, team – because, you know, yeah, like, Utah wouldn't, like Utah wouldn't take him. I think Washington is – there's no telling what they're going to do. They'll probably take Anthony Black, but it's like, you know, if they really tear it down, I could see Orlando doing it. Uh, pairing him with yeah. Paolo and, and stuff. So um, I don't know. I mean, and then the Koulibaly stuff that it's like, where? I mean, is he going to go to Utah at nine? Like, and if some of these guys start cracking the top 10, then you're looking at, you know, a, a Taylor Hendricks. You're looking at, you know, who, like who's somebody's got to drop, right? Like right. Gavoni's mock drafts coming out on, you know, on, on Wednesday, Tuesday. Uh, and then he was on, you know, ESPN earlier today talking about how, he, you know, he has, he's going to have Cam Whitmore to Utah at nine. So like somebody's going to drop in that 10 to 11, uh, range, but yeah, we'll see. 
And I, I think I think that's good for Dallas that some other names are coming up because it does increase the likelihood that my number one thing this whole time has been Dallas should use this opportunity to add a win now veteran to the rotation while still adding a draft pick. And if they can move back and still get a pick and add a win now guy, I think that would be a, a win for them. Raphael Barlow of, of Lockdown NBA Big Board and NBABigBoard.com had a mock draft come out yesterday. He has Blau Koulibaly going nine to the Jazz, which is mm. – and he has Taylor Hendricks falling out of the top ten. So the Mavericks are at ten with a choice between Taylor Hendricks and Derek Lively. Okay, so let me let me do this because yeah. the rest is – I want to I want to get some flaming takes. They're probably not flaming that, that hot, but I just have some takes on the draft. Would and this put, is actually – Would you put those flaming hot Cheetos in the in – the, the freezer or would you just I'm not putting any freaking chips in the freezer. Like it's weird. Um all right. I'm gonna, I would t- I'm gonna I'm gonna come over to your house one day. Like for something else, like something random. Like we'll watch the Super Bowl together or something. And I'm gonna put some in your freezer without you knowing it. And you're gonna open your freezer one day and see them and you're gonna die laughing. <laughs> like why are these barbecue <laughs> or your wife's twisted gonna bring Fritos. Them to you. Your kid's gonna de- Papa, can I have? <laughs> can I, yeah. They'll be like, Can I have these? He's like, my tooth, I just tried to eat one. <laughs> um, Why are they like, cold? Nick can pay that dentist bill. Uh, this this is one this is one of them for me. Um, I would take Lively over Taylor Hendricks. Okay. Sounds like Raphael would too. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, when I started looking at it more, and, and I'm like, I don't want to come across as like I, I don't like Hendricks because I do. And I think it, that's what's kind of unique about this whole this whole draft this year is I like, I like a lot of these dudes. Like there's not a ton of the guys that I think once you get into that range of the, like Keontae George's Nick Smith's and stuff, I'm not huge fans of those guys in Dallas, but a lot of these guys in the top 11, 12, I like even like a Grady Dick that I don't think is going to end up in Dallas. I think he's going to have a long career. And I I think what he's good at a lot of teams like need, but yeah, I would, I would take Derek Lively over Hendricks for the, for this, the case of, if I'm looking at him, I'm saying, all right, if both of these guys, they're not going to be initiators, they're not going to dribble. And I get it. Hendricks can guard some of the bigger like wings. I think I would rather just say, let me give me the bigger version of Taylor Hendricks and give me, let me bet on, let me bet on the, the number one player in the class talent of a Derek lively just Mm -hmm. a year ago, um, compared to the UCF guy. Now, these last 15 minutes of this pod is definitely going to be something that is on like, you know, just flames me in a few years. That's like, all right, but I don't care. I'll, I'll go out on a limb and give some takes. Sure. Uh, t- I think at, at this point I would still take Taylor Hendricks because okay. betting on, I would rather bet on, a, on the big wing and his shooting six, eight, seven, one wingspan shot 39% from three at UCF 1.7 blocks a game. And just like the perfect two-way guy that, that you want. The thing is, one thing that I know one of the reasons why Rafael is down on him is because he actually had him going 12 to Oklahoma City, which that would just that would be a steal for them at that point. Uh, yeah. One of the reasons why he's so down on him is because his uh, he shot 45% on layups. Not great. That's, that's a really bad number. Yep. Like really bad finishing. Um, and then 31% in isolation, something Dallas wouldn't really ask him to do. He doesn't really do a ton like off the dribble. Um, but again, you wouldn't ask him to do that. Like he would play the type of role in Dallas. So just be so perfect for him. And then, then you're just betting on, okay, he's raw, but can he hold his own for a little bit? And can we put him in the right role and him get acclimated early enough to where he's really effective for us? 
This is one of the things uh, that you know our, our buddy Charks you know used to talk about is two point percentage, Man. and uh, I know it's been it's been a tough draft season uh, not having those phone calls, but. Uh, you know, I, I remember was, I, was I, was think, I was thinking the other day, he used to always, anytime I would like hang out with him, he would be like, all right, what's your take? Give me, give me your, give yeah, me your yeah. draft takes. Cause he had done so take. much research yeah. and stuff on it. He just wanted somebody else's opinion on it. And even though I wasn't as versed in the draft at all, but he would always ask me that question. I, I was thinking about that the other day. He, he, that was his whole thing with Jabari was, you know, he was, he was in the Palo camp too. And like, we would just talk on the phone or text about Palo and like, dude, like Palo is the guy. Like we were just so, you know, hyped about Palo and his whole thing about Jabari was like his two point percentage. And I, I just, I've, I've been thinking about the whole Hendrix stuff. I was like, I wonder how high he would have Hendrix. Yeah. Uh, Cause he'd be talking about that, but I feel Mr. like he John. would I feel like Anthony black. He'd be like, he can't shoot that. He would just, it would be just, he, something just, your house just is falling apart. The heck that was. <laughs> All right, coming up next, uh, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna talk about a. a uh, <laughs> Go check that noise. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that was. Go do it. Or something now. just broke in my house. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about how Dallas could could uh, take advantage of a ripple effect of a Damian Lillard trade. Ooh. But before we do that, let me, t- let me tell you, Isaac just left to go drive. Let me tell you about Ibotta. You're always throwing money at something. Isaac's got to go fix that hole in the wall that just got caused for something. A new house project. The list goes on. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Enter your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get cash back. It's that easy. A typical basket of groceries is over $50 more expensive at the end of 2022. Holy cow, don't I know it. You can earn cash back on hundreds of uh, online brands and retailers when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta. Use the code LOCKED when you register. Go to the App Store, Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta. In the Google Play or App Store, use the code LOCKED. Ibotta. I-B-O-T-T-A. All right, Isaac Harris. Hope everything in your house is okay. <laughs> it's okay after that. We can hear it on the podcast, I think, too. Which is really funny. Um, I'm, I'm doing the classic texting my wife during the, the podcast, which is always... It's typically my wife texts me saying, are y'all done? Because... <laughs> like, We'll do the pod and then we'll talk for another like 20 minutes sometimes about random stuff. Okay. So Damian Lillard, one of my takes is I think Damian Lillard will be a member of the Miami Heat before free agency. And I think a fallout of that is does Dallas make a call on the signing trade for Jeremy Grant? Yeah, that's a good one. Like could could he, I I know Aaron Gordon was the replacement of Jeremy Grant in Denver, (laughs) but 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 could he play that version? You know, could he be Dallas's Jeremy Grant? Um, you know, once again, you're getting into the you know, getting hard capped and all that when you do sign and trade stuff. But it it feels like that they wouldn't try to bring him back on a massive deal if they traded Dame at that point. If I'm Dallas, I think he'd be a great fit in Dallas. Forty percent on three last year too. Our own Matt Moore of Lockdown Nuggets, Lockdown NBA, and the Action Network has reported that the Blazers are already locked into a new deal worth more than 120 million with Jeremy Grant. So that's like tampering 30 million. Well, yeah, true. true. But that's like 30 million a year. Are you wanting to pay Jeremy Grant $30 million a year? That's the question. 
Um, yeah, it's kind of tough. Yeah, I mean, if it's a sign and trade, I mean, you're you're sending some guys out. So you're doing the you're doing the Bertons, Tim Hardaway. Combo. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm hoping it's not thirty million to do a sign and trade to go elsewhere because at that point, if they trade Dame, you know, they go back to Jeremy Grant and say, "All right, like we know we had this on the table with you, but like, we you know, Dame's request or whatever, you know, however it plays out." it kind of changes everything for us. So it might not be that 30 number. Then a- another team out there like a Dallas might not be willing to give him 30 million a year. Yeah. So anyway, that's just one of the things that, yeah, he's also missed like 30, 35 and like 20 games. The last three years mm. missed a bunch of games. Yeah. He shot. Well, he would be a big wing, maybe another change of scenery guy. Um, he's seen some playoff action, but he went, he went to the conference finals with the the Nuggets that one year in 2020. So I'd like him in Dallas as a defender, as a four. He can drain the threes. I, I don't know. I just I I would like him in Dallas. And, and for Portland, you know, I know they're you know canvassing the market for a, a big trade and stuff. But I don't know. I just think they stay they stay put. I I think they 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 take a guy. I think. I mean, we know Mike Smith's is in Portland's front office now, and. Right. You know he's clamoring to take you know draft picks here. So uh, Mike Schmitz used to be the, one of the ESPN draft experts and started Draft Express, that was a, a really popular draft website. Then they went to ESPN, and now he's part of the the Blazers front office. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I just think that yeah I think that happens before free agency, and uh, Lillard's going to go to Miami. Let me give you some other uh, random takes. I'm a, I'm more of a fan of Asar over Amin. Um, I'm I'm more of a SAR guy, and and honestly, when I look at some guys, I'm lower on. Like I'm lower on Nick Smith. I'm lower on Leonard Miller. Um, lower, a little bit lower on Keontae George. But there's aspects of his of his game that I think is a lot of fun. I'd say I'm lower and I'm I'm in the sense of like I think he's still a top ten pick, but I don't think he's like four or five. Like I would, I think Asar is a better prospect, and I actually think Asar goes number five to Detroit. The hottest part of this take is the pastor not wanting amen. Like that's the. I mean, maybe I'm just saying this so he can come to Dallas and just be like, uh, amen. What's, the, what's the difference between Asar Thompson and Amen Thompson? The shot, dude. I think I think Amen Thompson's shot is one of the worst shots. Like for everybody who comes at me about Anthony Black, yes, I'm all in on Anthony Black. I think he's one of the best prospects, you know, outside of those top three. Um, I Amen's shot is. I mean, brutal. I think like I don't like anything about it. So I think Asar's looks a little bit better. It's still not you know perfect, but anyway, I like Asar over him. I think the Scoot Brandon Miller stuff at two is kind of crazy. I think Scoot Henderson should be undoubtedly the number two overall pick in the draft. And if I was Charlotte, I would take him immediately. I would entertain, like I would. I would rather have the next 10 years of scoot than the next 10 years of LaMelo. And Ooh. honestly, if I was them, I would sit there and say, I, like, I think scoot is that good. I think he is a cornerstone guy. And so I would take him and just say one, I think they could work. And then two, if they couldn't work, I would just be saying, all right, well, what can we get for LaMelo? How are we in an NBA where, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant are going to be on a team, but yet, like, LaMelo and Scoot Henderson couldn't work together, right? Like, it just yeah. – and we also saw James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant work together. Like, we, we've seen this 
play out before. As soon as they got that pick and people were saying, well, they, they're not going to fit. I said, what if Scoot Henderson's better than LaMelo? That, that's a possibility. Like, he's the number two pick. Yes. He I was going he to be, be the number one pick if, if Wembenyama wasn't in this draft. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of people that do have Brandon Miller just better as a prospect, though, like ranked higher. Raphael's had him for a long time. Uh, I know a lot of people right. have Brandon Miller just higher than Scoot Henderson. But, yeah, if I'm, I'm, if I'm the Hornets, I just take I take Scoot. All right, here's another take for you. I'm ready. I, I like Jairus Walker over Taylor Hendricks and Cam Whitmore. Okay, not, not as spicy, but that, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, I really like Jairus Walker a lot. Um, I've said this earlier, but some guys I'm higher on, um, Hawkins, Omax, and Jaime Jaquez. Yeah, you, you t- talked about Jaquez with the, with the tradeback targets. Um, yeah. He's an interesting one. Uh, you love Omax. That's like your favorite guy. He is. Yeah. I was. I got caught up on the the Jairus Walker one. If you're Jairus, if you're the Rockets, would you just take Jairus Walker and like? Wouldn't him and wouldn't him and Sangoon be like a really good front court in the future? They would. I'm still in the camp that that thinks Anthony Black would be perfect in Houston. <laughs> um, you're not coming with him at four though. But I guess Jairus Walker, same thing. If I was Houston though, and I and I'm not like trading this pick for a, a star or whoever it is, I'm I'm trying to move down a few slots and then get Anthony Black and saying, hey, all right, can some does anybody else want to come up here and get a Cam Whitmore? I love Cam Whitmore. If he fell to Dallas, like that would be one that I would be really tempted of saying, all right, I don't know if it's worth moving back a few slots because I think he would be perfect in Dallas. He'd be like um, he'd be like Hardy last year in a in a weird way, like, dropped and yeah, but better. Yeah. Well, yeah, but just like a player that dropped, you're like, oh, he should have gone way higher, and we'll just take him. All right, let's let's end on this. Let's both give three names, three names on that are the most likely you think to be in a in a Mavs in the draft. Jersey. Yes, three names that could end up in Dallas. Are we drafting, um, or we get each get to pick three, or we? <laughs> No, we can we can pick the same person because I was thinking about earlier. Like, all right, if somebody said, "Hey, who's three players in the draft that?" It, I mean, you could be projecting a trade back, yeah. a st- you know, stay put there. That you're like, I'm pretty confident that if they walked away with a prospect, I would guess it'd be one of three three guys. I'm number one. I'm gonna go Derek Lively. Okay. Now you give me one. Prosper. Okay, that's a trade back one. Oh, Max. That's the same person. Um, my next one would be. <laughs> I'll go Taylor Hendricks if he if he falls and they're like, hey, okay. we, we just can't we can't pass this guy up. I'll go Derek Lively. Okay, that's one that I said. <laughs> I, we can, I said we could pick the same per- person. I know I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing a game, and you just you just wanted to list players. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go like off the board. I'll go Kobe Bufkin. <laughs> Whoa, Kobe, okay. Kobe! There's weird stuff with Kobe Bufkin. Raphael was talking about the other day. Is that he like shut down all his workouts and like just weird stuff with him that like people think he may have a promise like in the top 14, top 10. Like, what if it's what if it's Dallas? That'd be so weird. But hey, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, as as a trade back target. I I still really do think that Dallas trades back. I I still would be really shocked if Dallas picked at 10 on Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would. I saw Jake Fisher say that exact thing and said that he thinks a trade is, is more likely than not. If they trade back or out or whatever, like Dallas has been really trying. If they draft Jordan Hawkins, do him and Tim Hardaway Jr. on, on draft night or at training camp do the either the Spider-Man meme point at each other or the new like Miles Morales Spider-Man where he's like, He's got his hand on his chin, like thinking, and so does like the Peter B. Parker. Like, do they do that? Because they're they're very similar. One, I don't think Tim's on the team next year. Two, Fair. Jordan Hawkins is a better shooter. Fair, but with the multiverse, he could come back, and they could still get that picture. <laughs> Uh, subscribe to our subtext. Send us draft questions. We'll be uh, texting everybody. We appreciate everybody that has so far. Tomorrow we'll be back talking more draft rumors. Love this week. We love it so much. We'll talk about some trades and everything, any kind of new rumors. Uh, go check out the Ultimate Mock Draft as well on the Lockdown NBA feed as well as the uh, Lockdown NBA Big Board feed. An incredible, incredible program that we put together where we made our picks. We t- took Anthony Black in that one. Go see our explanation on that one. It was mostly because Isaac pulled my leg. And then, <laughs> then you can uh, hear all that stuff. It's incredible. So go listen to it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.